Welcome back to another Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren, who decided last week that they just wanted to take the week off you following know. the All-Star break and their little vacation. <laughs> and, I think that was your you know. suggestion. No, I That was your suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Although I was fine because the bean pot, obviously, but... Um, I mean, uh, yeah, finals right now, and, and we're recording. So obviously, no, we uh, we decided to be like the majority of NHL players and take a week off and not, you know, and and avoid watching the the All Star game, which I I don't know. Do you think NHL players like who aren't at the All Star game watch the All Star game? No, you don't. Yeah, I don't think the players are watching the game while they're on the bench. <laughs> I, I just like I know there's a lot of backlash to it, and I can't even speak to it because I didn't watch a single second of the All Star weekend at this point. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. consume a single bit of it. Friday night, I had gone to a, a friend and son's hockey game, and then Saturday night, I went to an AHL game. So I didn't watch a single. So ounce. I will say that I usually, I still, when All Star games, it doesn't really matter what sport, but I still kind of have that childlike kind of, you know, like, oh, this is fun. Like I usually watch almost. I watch the skills competition. And I usually watch the All Star game in hockey, um, but this year. Uh, we decided to try and use it as a break, and so we took a, a, a little quick vacation down to some friends' uh, house in Chicago. So we were we were out of town for a couple days. Thought we'd do a little reset, um, you know, like any like NHL players, yeah. right? Like uh, you know, halfway through. Well, yeah, you could pictures. I saw that interview of Elias Pettersson on the beach. Yeah, that was know. such a silly interview. I don't, did you see that, John? It, it was, was just really no. silly. It was just like they were asking It was like about... him, and then it was Merrick and Friedman were just like doing the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast or whatever, and. Um, they were just like sitting on the beach and like and like I'm pretty sure that they were in like business attire and then Pedersen was just like on the beach like hanging out like and they were doing like a <laughs> it was just a really funny video but I don't even remember what they were talking about but anyway that was, was not yeah. what we were doing in Chicago because it was cold uh well kind of it yeah. was cold one night so yeah we decided anyway. we decided we'd take a week off uh, uh along with the All Star break because I don't know I I figured I knew Sean probably wasn't going to be watching the All Star game and you know if we had watched the All Star game I, Sean wouldn't want to talk about you know who had the best uh you know shots and you know who did the the skills the best and wasn't you know. it Brock Nelson was it I Brock Nelson I, I, who won the sh- the shooting accuracy competition I, I actually don't know anything because like normally like Josh said we'll like have it on in the background like watch it but I didn't watch any of it this this year. No, but I usually I usually enjoy the I mean I know a lot of people like rag on it and it's like um like they really don't like the All-Star game and I think part of that is almost entirely cuz none of the players enjoy it, right? We kind of talked about this I think the last episode, but um you know again, I'm still trying to get for next season to get the the goalies as skaters and skaters as goalies uh All-Star game uh as you know just do like They maybe, did do the goalie goals thing, yeah. though, I think, right? I don't I mean I thought again, I saw something with Linus like he was talking about he was breaking it down. But like the they they the thing is that I don't like about the whole backlash to the All Star game has been I do think that the NHL was actually trying to make an effort to think outside the box and try something new for once. Yeah. And despite the fact that it this between this year and last year in Vegas, it, like it just didn't work clearly. Like I don't want that to be that all of a sudden they had to be conservative with the decisions going forward because i yeah. like that idea of branching out yeah, yeah. it just and, didn't work yeah. for this particular situation and again i I've, I've always felt like the all-star game is for it's for kids i mean it's really for like you know for it's not for your hardcore you know like watch three nights a game player you know so mm-hmm. they can, three games a or night. three games a night like 
kind of viewer, right? Like that, but that's a lot of like the people you hear on. Um, you know, I'm not again. People can complain about it if they want. That's that's I think, fine. But I think the thing that the honestly with the the most experience I have with All Star Games is in the MLB. I think the MLB does it probably the best of any league. Yeah, we kind of already talked about this the last yeah, episode. Yeah, but I think. I think the one thing is that's really funny because is is the MLB has the celebrity softball game, yeah. <laughs> which is actually probably my favorite part of the MLB All-Star Weekend or whatever. And I think the NBA does a celebrity basketball game, um, if I'm not mistaken. They, they do. Yeah. And so I'm kind of thinking, well, they also, well they why doesn't the NHL the... should do like a pond hockey version, like no lifting the puck, like no checking. No goalie. They like... do do a celebrity game, don't they? I, I just think I, it doesn't get televised. They do an alumni. They did an alumni game. Yes, okay, I yeah, remember but, specifically in L.A. Justin Bieber playing and getting yes. like cross checked or something. Yeah, or John Scott by like Chris Pronger. Well, or but they also yeah. do the alumni game around the Winter Classic, don't they? I mean, I well, don't they know. They did if they that still when the did, when, when the Wild had. But I, that's not. I'm not talking about an alumni game where it's like just hockey. I'm talking like. It would be funny if they got some like journalists, some get some big journalists in the game, you know, get some. <laughs> no, because like, Scott Cullen will just destroy. Yeah, okay. just yeah destroy but I know, everybody. but like it's that's the fun thing about the celebrity softball well, game or, is they or get I literally saw... like former MLB players, like legendary MLB players, playing with like professional, you know, uh, softball players, and then you know they'll like have actors like, and and then actors and stuff like that, and it's a really fun mix. And I it think is, that yeah. could be something that would be pretty fun for the well, NHL to do. The other thing it, I thought I saw I saw some video on YouTube, and I again I'm not I didn't watch the Pro Bowl at all. Pro Bowl at all. I don't know, Sean, if you're if you're tuning into the the uh, you know the NFL um, Pro Bowl, but they had there was a video of like it was numerous like football players who were just like doing a long drive competition. I don't know. Did you see this, Sean? You probably would find it silly because I know you golf, but it was just like you had. Like, I don't know, half of the players seemed like they knew what they were doing, and the other half of them had never really golfed before, and they, like, said that. So they're, like, just, like, I just watched a couple YouTube videos on how to hit the ball far. and But it's, you know, it kind of displays how academic... Uh, they how- the hockey, the NHL guys out on a golf course, though. Didn't they try to do something like that? And well, again, and- I didn't see any of it, yeah, but I yeah. thought I saw something like Jason Robertson on a golf course. I, I saw that one, but and I think, I think like, specific the- teams do that. Like, the Wild will have, like, they'll have kind of one of those, like, the wild call it like like for Bally, like becoming wild or whatever, but they sometimes will do like televised golf stuff for the for the team. But I'm not saying that the hockey players should golf because most of the hockey players golf. But it'd be funny if they did some other thing that was you know. But anyway, we talked about the All Star Game enough. But yeah, it was, after none of us watched yeah, it, and then the Super Bowl. <laughs> do you watch the Super Bowl, Sean? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Why are we talking? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I wasn't very happy. Oh um, yeah, go birds. Or, or of course, Nick Felino, but um, that's the reason. Nick, well, like he coaches them; he's their head coach. Oh, so I think was, okay, I get it. You see, you see all that, looks, but you could see the the resemblance, right? Yes. Oh, I thought I, it was I, funny. I immediately got the joke when you made it, right? Just when you explained <laughs> that they look similar, but no, I saw that uh, that um, that Kyle Oposo had some comments about uh, the end of the game, the Super Bowl being kind of decided by a uh, a soft holding call. Which I thought was kind of interesting, but anyway, I'm yeah. trying to find a segue into into like Geography actual. Geography? No. <laughs> well, uh, it about... was funny. It was funny to me last night. If if we're gonna segue here, that I think still NHL people were all caught up on Chikrin during the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was like we couldn't, generally speaking, like at least Americans, like there's a actual pause for the Super Bowl, right? Like. 
and hockey doesn't play over. There's no other sport that really plays over it. And I think no. generally speaking, people will pause in some sense, whether they're watching the game, whether they're watching for commercials and like at people's houses or whether they're just like taking the time to like do something else. But like, it's, it's almost like the power goes out type of thing. Like you have one option basically. Yes. I think. And like, you know, these Canadian insiders, they're just out here still on, on the chicken, <laughs> chicken train. And like, it just can't accept the pause, which it would have been very NHL to release the chicken trade during the Super Bowl. Oh it, yeah. Yes. It, it, that would have been kind of funny though, if they did, if they did that. I mean, there's still. So I will say about the Chikorin situation. Well, we should explain. I don't Jacob know. Jacob Chikorin most... is on my fantasy team, and they're just <laughs> scratching him because they're they're like, what what the hell? Well, like, so so the one thing I, I think is funny. I played Josh last week. Yeah, and we I were lost to Josh. <laughs> fucking so bad at fantasy hockey. I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, I beat Luke. Yeah, it's not no, my fault. No big no big deal. Uh, I, I did think it it's was Johnny Goudreau and J- Jonathan Huberto's faults. So that's who it is. I blame them. Yeah, they've completely re- they've sabotaged Luke's uh, Luke's season. But it is funny with the um, uh, with the Chikrin thing because it it feels like you don't. It's very well. I don't know if I want to say rare because I I was trying to think of a, a situation where the team legitimately and I'm pretty sure it was the team like or the coach. I don't remember exactly who like said like yeah he's benched before trade related reasons. Like oh you, they they came out with that on Twitter on their I, with their I think yeah. it was the Arizona Coyotes PR account yeah and, and it's, yeah. yeah they're very transparent that he's not going to play until the trade gets done well, and that's what I was going to say is initially it was it's related to you know it's trade related and then I think that he was scratched again tonight and then they came out I think it was maybe today it may have been yesterday that they said like they actually said he will not be playing until he's traded until we figure this out which you don't see that very often I mean usually it's like a player scratched for a game and then. You know, like they you, people speculate, right? Didn't they just do that with? Uh, well, there was a guy. I think Dumba got scratched. Uh, you know, a yeah, couple was... weeks ago, and then like there's been some other players this year that have been scratched, and people are like, well, why did they get scratched? And there's trade speculation, but you, it's pretty rare that you have a team actually say, yeah, we are we are going to trade this player, and they're not playing until we play we trade them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we can get fully on. Uh, full into the the Chickering thing. I mean, are th- I so the recent thing, Sean. Is, are there any speculation on where? He's going. Is there any rumors that have come out about his I the think most likely? LA and Boston are like the big ones. And Calgary, I don't think anybody's thrown Calgary off the list. And Winnipeg, I think I saw. Like, I, I think what has happened, right? And I think what most people think the scene is, is that there seemed to be a good offer and that there's like a little bit of shopping going on, given yeah. that there's so much time till the deadline. And nobody knows who might have made said offer. I think some one of the theories was that it's it's really LA, but that because of Dustin Brown night that they weren't gonna go through with the trade. Yeah. Um I don't necessarily know if I believe that. Then there was a report that came out that was clearly gonna be I mean, not to call anybody out, but like that was clearly gonna be false from the start that Brant Clark was like gonna have to be part of that, who's like a big prospect. Yeah. Um and that would just wasn't like a recent top ten defense uh top 10 overall pick that plays defense like i just i don't think that was necessarily gonna have to be part of that and that was shot down like really quickly last night during the super bowl um that like came out just before the super bowl and that was shot down during the super bowl (laughs) sounds like the kings are like the most likely a lot of people are also speculating possibly the bruins in on it i'm just not sure it makes a lot of sense but i'm just not sure what the Bruins are offering that will get over the hump. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. 
so that so would to, be. So Chickering has three years left at four point six million. Um, I guess including oh, this season. So contract. So yeah, I mean it is. And and the, the one thing is that I believe he sat out most of last. He missed like almost all of last season. I think I haven't looked at. No, his, he played. Um, he played forty seven games last oh, year. Okay. So and he's played. He that's was exactly hurt. It's a good yeah. chunk of last season. Yeah. 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 So yeah. and, yeah. and he sat, he's, Yeah. He had well. The thing about Chickering that's really interesting is that he had in um the twenty twenty one season would just had had one of those we've talked about this before one of those outlier shooting seasons um where he just had a crazy shooting percentage um which is you know in our XR model is you know that's one of those we've talked about this with uh what Brent Burns and Morgan Riley and then uh Darnell Nurse is like Chickern is one of those players every year there's one defenseman who does this um and he's been kind of like pretty average to above average I'd say kind of otherwise um and and so I mean especially that contract I think that that would be a really good ad for you know most teams I think the Kings in my opinion make the most sense um especially because they're kind of right on the bubble with like a favorable chance to make the playoffs right now um and I think them kind of adding helping their back end uh would really help the Kings especially with the wild kind of having uh hitting some road bumps here uh, because that is a, that's a story. If the Wild miss the playoffs, that's a well. It's I was laughing. This is way we're getting way off track because we'll get back to Chickering because that's what everyone's talking about, and we're gonna we're gonna follow that beat. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Minnesota Florida game tonight is really funny because both teams are like extremely underperforming, and they're by our projections, it's a fifty fifty game that we're that's starting in fifteen that minutes that we're missing. So <laughs> it'll be the battle of to the bubble. To bring you this incredible yeah. <laughs> content, no, I'm... the battle of the bubble will be yeah. Florida, Florida, Minnesota tonight. But I think they both currently have like fifty three percent to make the playoffs. Yeah, I just model. looked; it's something like that. And they're like right; both yeah. are in the same position anyway, in both uh, of their so division. I, I think that Jacob Chickren being traded is one of the like. I mean, I think people have been waiting for that to happen for like a year, right? I mean, like I feel like people have been talking about the Chickren trade for. I don't, you know, but the thing, again, back to the time, and this is, we can get into this because this is another topic is Tarasenko, but I remember, um, you know, with players like Chikorin who miss a lot of time, right? It's always, and especially players like Chikorin who had previously been, had added a lot of value from their shooting alone, right? There's a lot of, I think, interesting aspects about what do you expect from that player going forward? How do you project that kind of player? Because we have a, you know, we have a player projection, uh, like our guard projections, right? Um, and it does an okay job, but also there's a lot of uncertainty around players who miss, you know, like a lot of time. I mean, you know, he missed half a season, right? Like that's a, that's a lot of time uh, for a player to miss like Chickering, who had previously been very good. And I think he's what, like 26? Um, no, he's younger than that. Uh, 20, 24. 24. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So like, oh, he's, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I think Chickering is like, I don't know, maybe is he like second overall in terms of like uh, other than behind Meyer in terms of like the most like the kind of most sought after like free yeah, like, trade probably. deadline targets and then Tyler I think Myers. He's the most he's probably the most sought after just because he, of the fact that you have control with it yeah that's so true. the price is always is going to be highest because you have control with it he's a 24 four year old defenseman with a pretty team friendly contract right yes and like where it makes sense actually I will also for this let me get before I forget about it like the shooting aspect he had a wrist injury too, which yes. I think is an yeah. added element to the to the injury um, story to this. Where, like his most valuable element, is, that's the body part that like really affects it, right? Yeah. Is your wrist? Um, I don't remember which wrist it was though, so I don't know. Someone can correct if that's his top hand or bottom hand, but um, 
so before I forget about that, but you know, the roster control and the friendly contract makes the most sense for a team like LA who has a bundle of prospects and picks who is now sort of on a bubble. And so you're kind of moving up into your window quicker, right? By, yeah. by adding a younger defenseman. And I think, I don't think the downside is as low as the upside with the uncertainty. Yes. Not just even because of the age, but I think the fact that he was prior to injury and when we were getting larger sample sizes, definitely like a very good defenseman, take the shooting value out of it. I think he was still like an above average defenseman at that point. Yeah. At a young at a young age on a bad team. And I think you almost you look at like a Hampus Lindholm last year who was underperforming in terms of like analytics, quote unquote, and like say like Rapham or yeah, Gar yeah. next car where he's now gone to Boston is and has been having a very, very solid comeback season at an older age too. So I think you have like all of those pieces kind of coming together and that's where you get such a high price tag. And I think LA is in a position where they could pay the higher price tag. Like they did with Fiala. Like I think yeah. I think that was another reason why they moved on Fiala who's twenty five years old and who they felt they can give a decent contract where other teams might not have like i think they gave they paid like a decent price to get fiala and then extend him from from minnesota like it was a a trade that made sense for both teams and i think the same way the same thing exists with chicker in here yeah and i think at the end of the day he'll he'll end up in la yeah i mean i think the other thing is too and i'm not entirely sure the long term like kind of like um trajectory for the la players but he does also like um, you, you're, you're probably not demoting Dowdy anytime soon off the top line, but Chickren's a left shot, and Mikey Anderson's on the top line or on the top pair with LA. But I think that you could pretty easily see Chickren slotting into the top pair on LA as well. Um, Who? And, what's their second pair? Their second right pair now? is I think is according to Cap Friendly, it's Jersey and um, and uh, is it Roy? I think it's Roy. I always get guy Wah Wah Matt Wah. No, no, he's a Roy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, Roy. a Roy. I I always have to double check that because I just for whatever reason that's how. Which it one's just, the left hand though? I forget. Is Jersey uh, the left Durs- hand? Jersey's current. Currently slotted as left, uh, but I think uh, Capron lists him as left right. So I don't actually know his shooting. So he might be one of those like can play both sides. But it's I think I don't know. I'd have to go look. I don't. I mean, I think with dirt, with uh, Chickren though, you just end up putting him on on a quote unquote like second pair and have him be PP one. Yeah, yeah, and that I'm not I sure think, how they would do but it. But I guess my point is that it seems well. I don't know. LA's defensemen are kind of interesting again because you have like Dowdy and well, Dowdy's a right shot, so it doesn't matter. But he's going to be still playing a lot of those minutes, just probably out of stubbornness. I would guess it's a little bit like the Suter situation, right? Or at least with Minnesota, that's always always you know Dowdy and Suter are kind of like uh, siblings in a matter. I always kind of <laughs> in terms of the the time and ice leaders, but um, they have some. Uh, I guess they have some. Well, I don't know. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm misspeaking here, but it seems like LA has some room to fit him where some other teams potentially might. Like Boston would have, I think, a hard time. Don't you? I mean, like, I mean, it's it's kind of a. Oh, you play with McAvoy. Yeah, I mean, yes. So I guess you the, ultimately any team would make room for a player like Chickern, I think, because overall he's a very he is a young and he has a lot of upside. I think, well, especially I think also like but, like Sean mentioned is is Coyotes. You know. They've not been a good team for probably the entire time Chickering has played with them. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's that's another one where it's, you know, putting a player like Chickering coming from a really bad team, his like for many years or several years running, and putting them onto a you know a much better team. It's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what um, 
happens there because it could go. You know, you could you could have it. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, an example of a positive. The only thing that's coming to my mind is Ben Sherratt, uh, which <laughs> is that didn't work out for the Panthers, and it's not working out for the Red Wings now. Uh, which I still don't know why the hell they signed that contract. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's just kind of I think with a player, especially like Chicker, and he's got his 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 wrap on even strength numbers are really pretty solid, um, or just at least above average, which is. Um, you know, kind of that's, I mean, well, <laughs> you want all the numbers to be above average, but that's one of the <laughs> things that uh, going to another team, I would think like um, most likely uh, will hold. Um, I think that's a pretty good indicator of kind of moving teams. Um, but anyway, yeah. So what? And then the other news, what we have Timo Meyer and the Devils, that's been going on for like the last week or so. There's all these rumors about that's, that's really news. I think the, well, news yeah. is really the Tarasenko deal okay, and, yes. the, uh, and the soon-to-be Nick Sealer deal. Uh, um, <laughs> so, actually, this is, I, I was going to say, if we're talking about trade deadline stuff, which on, I think, Nick Sealer's on the block? I mean, there, maybe. His name did come up in the 32 Thoughts podcast uh, this what, morning. To Toronto? And, like, I kind of hate that because that was, like, my sneaky, well, not that I'm, like, an NHL GM, but that was, like, my sneaky trade deadline ad. If if he's available, he signed a... for seven hundred and seventy five thousand next year, and he currently leads the Flyers in X car, which isn't a huge feat. <laughs> but he has ten point eight X car right now, five point five of that coming from even strength defense, and he also somehow was like the Rasmus Ristolainen whisperer. Yeah, I was so... looking at Ristolainen's numbers this year. I don't know, but that's like Tortorella. Who knows what the hell is going on in Philly? That's Brad Shaw. That's the genius of Brad Shaw. <laughs> is that a, uh well, oh, Sealer yeah. has has this weird like his his uh if you look at his rapping chart, his XGA numbers at even strength are like way above anything else. So there's something weird and we've been I think we looked in this a bit ago. It's there's and, a really I looked into it cuz it looks like an like an error. It looks like something's going wrong. <laughs> but there is some very odd discrepancy with the Flyers between their Corsi numbers and their Fenwick numbers. There is a very right. weird thing that I've seen happen occasionally which for anyone just to clarify because the yes, names it's Cor- Corsi's shot attempts and Fenwick is just removing blocks so it's just so Corsi's all so if you so what Luke flyer, is saying is yeah. there's some discrepancy between the, the Flyers blocks like in terms block of shots both for and block. against I th- or is it you're saying that they block yes because it's XGA against would only be Fenwick shots that's we should all put that on the list to look back into because I, I that is weird but Sealer has been one who's been standing out, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because I think that if, if I, when I looked at it, I think that the it seems like the number of um, hunt. Let me try to get this straight in my head because it always kind of confuses me. So Corsi against he's got like average Corsi against Rappo numbers, right? Uh yes. But yeah, his yeah. XGA numbers are like through the roof. Yeah. So that would indicate to me that they just block a shit ton of shots. The Flyers do. Right, let's see here. Why don't I just go over to evolvinghockey.com and check no, out? No, some no, no. That's numbers. exactly what happens. Like theoretically, it's like slightly below average, but it's basically like null. Corsi against per sixty Rapham, but the XG against per sixty is two standard deviations. Yes, positive. Which, which to me indicates there's some crazy thing going on with the block shots. Is this is this the same thing we have in the NBA with the scorekeepers, <laughs> the bias in Memphis? <laughs> did you hear about that, Sean? We didn't talk about that on here, did we? Yes. Uh, the home away splits. I don't think we talked about it on here, but 
uh, we might have talked about it offline or something like that, but we've definitely been over it. Yeah. Anyway, it's, for, it's it, funny. It's kind of funny. For pe- just quick summary of that for people who don't know in the NBA. I believe the Memphis Grizzlies player, I can't remember, JJ, what was it? JJJ, were people all saying. Well, it was, uh, I can't uh, remember his name. It was anyway, there was a really crazy kind of discrepancy in the block shot. So, blocks in the NBA, right? So, you block an actual shot, the diff- same thing, but kind of different. Uh, between the home and away recording. So, the rates of how many block shots at home were way higher for this one player than the block shots when he was on the road. Um, and so there was this whole thing that blew up where they were saying it was a conspiracy theory or there was a conspiracy to inflate the blocks at home. And then there was something with betting on defensive player of the year. And then the sports, some of the sports books stopped taking bets on that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think the league even commented on it. They but- did. Anyway, somebody went back and they literally looked at every single shot that was blocked and they said, nope. This is right. They got it right. <laughs> they're not inflating his block shots. You know his blocks. They're this is this correct. is a home away split. It's right? just a weird thing that yeah. happens, and it's sometimes that happens where you just get things that look like they're not possible, but it's some anomaly that is possible. <laughs> so I don't know with with Sealer. I mean, he's probably what he's and, how many how many minutes has he played? Uh, six hundred ninety eight. Even yeah. strength minutes. How many Fenwick against? Well, got? I just I haven't ever. I've, I it's been a long time since I've looked at the shots overview table on the, in the team. Yeah. Uh, the team, <laughs> the team standard. I built that table. Yeah. Uh, the the percentage <laughs> of uh, I think it's just uh, shot attempts, right? I don't never look at the. I never look. I at forgot either. I made that table, <laughs> and I was like, this would be interesting to do. I was just like, well, kind it doesn't of look like the Flyers are so in their blocked uh, among all of their their shot attempts, right? Um. They're third overall in terms of their the percentage of their shots that come from or that against that are blocked. So the the Kings and Golden Knights actually block more shots relative to all shot attempts that they give up. Um, but the but the Flyers are also like third last in shots attempts, like the amount of shots they allow. I think is that how this works. Luke, show me. You don't have a explainer for this table. I it just is a little kind of, Easter egg on the site. I that kind of forgot for- about it, honestly. <laughs> I. Uh, is it on the team tables? Yeah, Luke can't even find it. He hasn't. Luke hasn't used <laughs> no, this table. It's team tables shots overview. Yeah, team tables shots. <laughs> oh I also yeah. Like- and then the other box score stuff. <laughs> I have like penalties and stuff in here. Oh, that's kind of fun. Hold on. So it also like needs to be inclusive. Like when I, I actually just whenever I look for the stuff, I honestly I just download it. <laughs> like I download, I da- I do it manually. You mean like you download it? To- I never use this. I never use this. Like I just. I just do it manually. You just calculate it from the play-by-play data. No, he's no he's, from he okay. Gets well, it from, from the, the raw data anymore. Anyway, oh, so block, yeah, oh, okay, blocks against. I got it. So where are the Flyers? There they are, top. They have the most blocked shots. They have blocked the most shots in the what? league. Oh, you're no. doing totals, Luke. Totals. Now you're doing totals. Yeah, but they only yeah. have the third highest percentage of shot attempts against that are blocked. Yeah, I'm at EV now. Okay, we're just doing this on the fly. Yeah. People are pro- <laughs> I meant even strength because that's what the Rappa models use. You see all the, the EV commercials uh, at the Super Bowl? Electronic vehicle commercials? Yeah. With a Jeep 4xE? I, I saw <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little, if it's anything like crypto, I think. 
I actually. Well, what do you mean? Gone. They're just vehicles. They're electronic. Remember electric- like crypto last year? Like that was the theme. Well, of the yeah, Super but that's Bowl an investment. That's like a vehicle markets. that is completely vo- <laughs> really volatile. A car is a car. I like this comparison that Sean is Lithium making. Lithium between- batteries are volatile too. They blow <laughs> up. You think we're gonna start having explosions? On Sean, the, the difference between a uh, electric vehicle and a cr- and a and crypto. I like that. I like the electric vehicles. Even is that electric vehicles are useful for people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference there. There is actually a use until for... you're driving in the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I don't. Mean, if you sure. have an electronic vehicle, you probably uh, uh, yeah. We're driving through North. Dakota. You're probably not going to Oklahoma because there's probably not. And I don't know. I don't, don't want to talk. So back to this. Shouldn't you have the total shot? Like, what do you the, mean? Like of all of them? Because it should. It should have like total fix this perfect. table that you've never looked at in your life, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Luke. It should do. How do I even count? Oh, it's just because. Okay, that's right. I remember when I made this. Oh, this is a fun table. <laughs> Somebody asked for this. Like I group, think there's like grouping. Who? Oh, oh, because you can combine them. You yeah. can you can combine over multiple seasons if you wanted to. Um, Let's do all time most percentage of shots blocked. Oh no! All right, so we're getting close to the end of here. I think there's some there's we have some more stuff to well, talk we about. We didn't ever we didn't even come to a conclusion on that. On what? Nick Sealer? Uh, Nick Sealer. Yeah. I will say, Sean, I, I and for our listeners, uh, Nick Sealer is not a high trade target uh, for no. a lot of teams. I don't think it's, that... It's for Toronto, it maybe. <laughs> Wait. For Toronto... He's when, the new Stefan Nason. He's the new <laughs> Stefan Nason. You, did you see... Like, everybody had to see that tweet saying that rumoring the Leafs were in on wanted oh, Tyler Myers. That made my day. I, even was, if it was, you know, that even was, if that's was, completely fake. I know. I, I saw know. It. Friedman today. He completely like discounted. Or he he said that there was some very early talks in the early part of the season. Of, Why would of, there even be early talks? I, that's though. what he there said. Wasn't any talks? There wasn't any talks. I think in my you in my heart least, of hearts, you're I'm not going in the to, WhatsApp group chat. I, <laughs> <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I'm choosing to believe that my Myers was a to Toronto was a possibility, imagine, and you cannot take that away. Could from you imagine Leafs Twitter if Tyler Myers played? played like 25 minutes a night for the Leafs every night and like because even just hearing Canucks fans talk about Myers oh is, Canucks fans are just waiting for that too. oh they are they are praying for the day where Tyler Myers gets traded did to you the see Kuzmenko's like a healthy scratch I yeah, did, I did see that that was the one I was what thinking that was world? was that a that was what I thought was maybe a trade thing but no it wasn't why would they trade him right after they, they did sign him? him I don't know because they're t- they're clearly like uh, maybe that Are was they trying they to they have no clue what's going on there like <laughs> well, they, have they just, ever has that ever been they're the case? literally running around with their heads chopped off like they don't know what's going on no is it hasn't Kuzmenko been like their second best player this yeah. year I mean yes or like, maybe well yeah Bor- but they were supposed Bor- to Bor- trade him gone. away like they should have just traded him it, it like none of it made any sense whatsoever I don't they picked Miller over Horvat which was a joke. Oh uh, yeah. And they got rid of Horvat. And then they extended Kuzmenko, <laughs> which was like the easy like if you're rebuilding and you're admitting it to yourself. This guy's coming over having a wicked good season, his first season in the NHL. Like you trade him for the very high value that he's at if you're actually rebuilding. Yeah. Instead you give him a contract and then your new coach, <laughs> you <scratch> your <laughs> third coach on the payroll is like healthy scratching him now. Well, yeah, so this is from Daniel Wagner. Shout out to Daniel Wagner he on uh, Vancouver is awesome. Great writer. Uh, yeah, uh, basically it's a, it's a talk, talking about Kuzmenko and how, like, talk it seems to just be benching him. He's just, it's not even trade related. It's just that 
that I guess that he's in Tockett's doghouse now, and which oh, is the classic so doghouse. Funny because they just signed him to a two. What was it? Five point five million. Like they literally just signed him. I think you guys were just talking about this, but it's well, yeah, so, we talked about it. Well, I know. This is like, like, have you seen? Hold on, you just signed this player for like he's. Well, I don't know. Probably like the third or fourth highest. Pay, I don't know at this point on the Canucks, who's making more than him? I mean, Myers, not even Myers. Pedersen. Pedersen is JT Miller. Miller is Hughes is right and yeah. is OEL. Yeah, oh yeah, is too. okay. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. And fine. Myers, he's. <laughs> I think yes. Myers might be making. <laughs> yeah. <it>. Okay, fine. <laughs> point, <laughs> point rescinded. Point rescinded. <laughs> but you just signed a new co- deal, and then- this is this is the um. You've seen the Larry David on uh. He's like on a Rangers radio show complaining about how the the coach benched Capocaco after he took yes. a bad penalty. It's the same thing. It's like, don't you think he knows? Don't yeah. you think he knows so he did something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it, that's the thing is like, who are you playing on the Canucks that gets you anywhere? Like, it could be to a it, win? maybe it's yeah. maybe it could he be a secret is, tank. Talk yeah. is fully in. Was told we're tanking. It's you don't scratch. You don't do that though. I know. To a player. Like I, the fact that the, this entire disaster is going on with the Vancouver Canucks with Bruce Boudreau and everything, and like when he resigned, he was like so happy to resign with the Canucks. Team. Yeah, like. Did you not see? And it was actually like one of the bright moments for the Canucks in that like couple weeks span. Like, yeah. Th- well, what yeah. Are we, what are we doing? I the I mean the only thing that like Canucks fans I feel like have had to look forward to or like have been nice for them is the fact that they got. I think this is correct me if I'm wrong, but he's Mako's first season in the league, I believe. Yes. And he was out of nowhere like. There, I had never heard of him before, which is not surprising because he wasn't an NHL player. But maybe other people, he, maybe he was a highly touted like twenty-seven year old, twenty-six year old KHL guy. But uh, I, but all, so you have Kuzmenko having a, a really solid season, and then Pedersen kind of returning to form. That's it. You don't have, and then Horvat, but then Horvat's traded now, so that's gone. So, and then the next thing, Tockett is benching Kuzmenko for uh, no real reason. I mean, maybe there's, you know, I, I think I feel like we've talked about the Canucks the last like four episodes, and so I took a break from the following the news. So maybe I didn't see everything involved, but um, we have uh, we need to take a break because we're past our halfway point, um, and we have a lot more to talk about. We didn't yes. even cover Tarasenko. We got Horvat's new contract to talk about. We got Nick Sealer, more Nick Sealer discussion to, to cover. We got speculation: Where's Tyler Myers going to go? Yeah, we got to go to Anaheim. Like if they a team that really <laughs> wants to tank should, should take, trade should take on Tyler Myers. I don't know. Is that the right move? This, yeah. These things and more, many, much more yeah. we'll ponder after Put, the break. No, here, think about this. <laughs> Tyler Myers with Eric Goodbranson, Columbus Blue Jackets, ultimate line oh, tank ul- commanders. Pair. Pair. Ultimate pair. Pair. Yeah. God, the Blue think Jackets about are it. so bad. I know. Right, they Sean, are trying to be. They have Sean, to. take okay, us to break. Okay. We got we gotta go to we gotta go to break because otherwise Luke's gonna continue <laughs> on for another hour on his own with his tank uh, commander situations. So we'll be back after this to talk a little bit more. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much to our lovely sponsor for that incredible message that didn't cost $7 million. So lovely. 
Yeah. We should have gotten a Super Bowl ad. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night. Covert. What was the? There was a a a, a Nick Nick at Night or no a Nickelodeon show where what was that show? Anyway, where there's a, a there's an episode where the kid he like hacks into the Super Bowl ads and he gets his dad's like construction company. He makes an oh, ad yeah. for it. What is that? I was going to say great story, Luke, but now I remember what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so it's basically like then his, and it doesn't matter. It's completely off topic, but that would have been what we would have done. We act, I actually found myself muting almost, I think the commercials, I, I muted most of the game. That's uh, that's not true. I had it on. We didn't watch with anybody. I, we were work, we had we had stuff going on this weekend and I just was like working kind of while it was on. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, well, we already talked about the Super Bowl. Sean mentioned, yeah. uh, we should get. We got to talk uh, about Tarasenko is what we got to talk, talk about. Tarasenko. Uh, and Horvat, kind of, right? Those are the two that we left. And then the rest of the trade targets. Uh, isn't Gabrikov kind of on the block now, too? Um, Luke Shen, apparently. Yeah, Luke Shen. <laughs> the whole league. Uh, I just had the article up. Let's just quickly go. Well, is this going to be our trade deadline? Because I was thinking we'd do another one next week. But We're um, going to end up still talking about it. I mean, it's true. It's like I mean, the only thing going on. Other, I mean, we could talk about the playoff races, but we've kind of already covered those. Yeah, they're kind of. I kind of looked at them. So this is the athletic staff's uh, kind of ongoing uh, trade board from this is updated today. Uh, Meyer is number one. Uh, Ty- what? Oh, Timo Meyer. Oh, Timo. Tyler Meyer. I thought okay. you were going to say Timo. Tyler Meyer. Timo Meyer. Meyer. Timo. Tyler I should just say Timo. Timo is the number one on the board. Uh, Chickering is number two. Uh, can you guess who three is? I don't know. Maybe you guys looked at this already. Who even is the it, Dumba. after that? Like, I don't even know. No, no. Dumba's like down. Um, no. He's on I there. No, who's really rumored at this point? Like Gabrikov is rumored. There is another big contract player that has been talked about for all. Kane, yes, Patrick Kane. Kane. Oh, yeah. I thought he was out though. Uh, I, I don't know. How many more years Whatever. does Patrick we'll Kane see. have? I, I kind of just think of him as like a below AHL player at this point. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, He's probably one of the worst defensive players in the league. At this point, yeah, I, there were some rumors about what pe- teams were asking, and I, you know, blah blah blah. I think that like, like Tarasenko was the, you know, I probably the uh, the like budget version of. I mean, that's how the league probably thinks of Tarasenko. I think at this point, potentially, although as Sean clearly pointed out on the evolving hockey Twitter account, Vladimir Tarasenko is not Timo Meyer. <laughs> it was such a just a random. I was thinking. I think I explained it, and I don't fully remember it. But I was just when I saw. New York Rangers followers. I was doing something, and then I saw New York Rangers followers, uh, followers like part of Rangers Twitter, like tweeting that something had happened, but without clarifying the name. I'm thinking Timo Meyer, right? <laughs> and I had been thinking about Timo Meyer pri- uh, previously that day, and so I'm thinking as one Timo does. Meyer, and then it's Vladimir Tarasenko and my letdown. I just have an objective sentence and people will assign meaning differently to just like a fact right like uh, yeah. he is not they are not the same <laughs> like their parents their parents can confirm that right and that yeah you know, that's it's, all- it's just funny how different people assign different meaning to just like a fact you have you of course nothing to do there you meant there was no hidden message in you saying that of course there was it was very just a, a stated fact that they're yeah. not the same person. it was a fact it was it a was fact just, of course yeah Sean what would do you never... want me to do i was gonna post a player <laughs> card i was doing things i was thinking about timo meyer and you know that's what that's what you got here you got <laughs> yeah. the player card um so back to tarasenko is he has not particularly been great for several years yes. he, now 
granted, back in the mid 2010s, like it, kind of when oh, the he was very he good. was really really he was good, really good. And then he has got hit with some in, uh, some injury issues. I don't quite remember what they all were. Um, I think it is fun to see him and Panarin uh, be buddies. It on the is Rangers, that is kind of fun. They do seem like they enjoy each other. But Tarasenko is, uh, and does he? I didn't even look at his contract. Does he have? I think it was seven five, isn't it? Um, is it expiring? Um, I. Th- Yes, it is. So it's seven five, yeah, and so he's on his it's last the same, year. Yeah, it was a similar situation to like I don't know. They kept Petrangelo right, and then lost him. Um, who else did they keep? They keep somebody else. Anywho, like well, they have a he wasn't going to resign there. He was clearly unhappy. What? Oh, you're mean with the Blues? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So I mean, you might as well just get rid of them. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, know, I mean, I thought I, it was a. I thought it was a, a, a fair deal, like both sides. I, I think it just all worked. He had some control over where he went, and he wanted to go play with Panarin. Yeah. I think the return was fine, especially to the player that he is now versus, like, he's not the player he once was. To get a first-round pick out of it, I get yeah. um, a little bit of it's, like, a almost like a deferred, like, lower lowest pick. I forget the exact conditions on it. But, like, I don't know. It made sense for both sides, so good for each. Yeah. I, uh... And I, I didn't really think – I didn't really see a lot of people saying, like, oh, Ter- this is a great – like, I think people kind of know that Tarasenko isn't, like, what he used to be, um, and he's just an additional uh, forward piece for the Rangers. But, um, yeah, it, it is interesting to to remember, I think, to think about how um, how good he used to be. And I, I oh, don't – Tarasenko – I remember when we were diehard Wild fans, Tarasenko was terrifying. Yeah. Like, to play against, like – Tarasenko was legitimately like terrifying as a threat on the ice, and he's just because what is he now? At the start of the season, he was thirty. He's, he's thirty-one right he's now. He's thirty-one now. Yeah, um, ancient. And oh, he was a first-round pick. I didn't know that. Sixteenth overall. Yeah, but he's been. Um, I mean, it's kind of what you get with some of these players is like the the very talented offensive players with like not as good defense is that you know it seems like they generally don't age particularly well when they get into their 30s a lot of the time now it could be that's not exactly true but sometimes you see this with those type of players um but yeah i mean you know sean i think you summed it up pretty well is it's uh yeah thanks sean yeah and because <laughs> i haven't even looked at like what the potential for the playoff brackets are now i'm trying to think who the rangers would even play in the first round you see that tsn though now has the rangers as the top team in the league and their power rankings no get what? out of here that was funny bud no yeah that and can't it was be like right. okay this is clear clickbait oh yeah you said just oh, yeah. straight up TSN. Should I just go to their? We Twitter should page? do our. What would our power rank if we did power rankings? I've never tr- thought about doing that, but I, feel I like, like it'd the be way the that Dawson used to do it with just like the um, the last twenty five game expected goal for percentage. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was in a very objective current ranking of the league. I mean, yeah. unless you're going to add something subjective in, I guess that's probably your primary measure. You know, I mean, if we I were if we were to do it, it would probably be the Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, or you yeah. could do like the old uh, Tango like weighted shots, which I think would would yeah include a little bit more of the uh, Here, what would be I guess quote unquote like luck aspects. Let me do a day, so yeah, you'd have some filter. shooting talent and some some goaltending kind of built into that. Let's do start um, of the start of the season. That's about. 18 games for every team we do have uh you can select you know um, start of the season 18 games. start of the year sorry okay. since january yeah it would almost certainly be the, the hurricanes 
from an even strength standpoint. Really? Because the Hurricanes are easily the hottest team in the NHL yeah. right now. From I mean, their their Corsi four percentage since January first is sixty one point six. Their XGF percentage is sixty one point five. Basically, the other team probably would be. If I'm just looking, this is only even strength, which is probably in, not correct to do. Don't tell me it's the Sharks. It would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it would be the probably the Oilers and the Flames. The Oilers. Oilers are hot. Yeah, I tweeted yeah. that out. I don't know Sharks, if you saw that one. Except they just lost to Montreal uh, on the yeah, matinee. But, and they for also Super Bowl they Sunday. had an easy schedule, and somebody like bothered to like ask about that, and it's like yes, yeah, like part of that's the fact that they played like some of the worst. How teams are is in the, the Bruins? How are the Bruins this with this goal differential with their underlying numbers? Like they're a de- they're a good team, but their goal differential is not. Like, <laughs> I don't think so, it's capturing everything. I'm, I'm excited for when I have at least like a complete set of the passing data um, for the year. Once I finally get through that, wait, okay. you're talking um, about the, the Bruins in terms of their goal. Wait, say that again. So I think both he, he, what he's their, tracking. So so right, like passes leading to shots. I think they they have considerable pre shot movement. That oh is yeah, effective there. Um, same thing like with Tampa through all these years and Colorado to some extent, like the best teams, they like end up doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're really good at preventing shots this as well. Like, I think their system's kind of built on that. I know like St. Louis was the team, especially like last year um, when Jim Montgomery was coaching there. Uh, we're a team that cons- created considerable pre-shot movement that the private models were significantly higher um for them offensively than, yeah um yeah. so i don't know it, it I'm, just... I'm, but I, I, basically i was going to say if we were always doing to, to do even strength power rankings it would probably be the hurricanes oilers and flames would be the teams there for your current F- yes current that the, right. if you go back to, right. to december 15th, i think that's fair december 15th which is about 25 games for every team those are the two three the the three teams that are leading in even strength Corsi four percentage and XGF percentage. The the, the hurricanes shot. The hurricanes shot metrics are nuts. Yeah. Um. It almost. I. I mean, if I didn't know better, I'd say they just like are kind of like ga- they're they're actually they're gaming, gaming Corsi. They're gaming Corsi again. It's been <laughs> can we, years. Can we actually get? Can we get back on the scorekeeper thing? Because it was interesting to me this weekend. Um. And you guys didn't watch because I DM'd you while. I was at the game. I think so. Yeah, there's like multiple players that fell at the same time. Yes. Is that it? Right. It was like uh, Grizzlick fell, turned over the puck, and then off the puck, like Lars Eller fell. And no, you got to send you guys like you got to tag you, us. No, just you should have sent the, the period and time in the period. When yeah, just happened. send the period and time and I'll go. Now I don't it. know when it was. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go. I, I'll have to look for like, uh, I bet you they recorded like a giveaway for Grizzlick. So I could probably go back and, and try to find it. But um anywho, there was very I was I was thinking about this. So the Felino goal. I, I don't know if you guys saw the Felino goal. I didn't um, no. But there's basically a, a pass from behind the net from Clifton and Felino is basically sitting in the crease and he grabs it from the side of the net and he shoots from less than nine inches from the mouth of the goal and puts it in and this was to everybody's eyes a very considerable scoring chance right but where the shot ended up being recorded was 9.8 feet basically due right at a 66 degree angle from the goal 
And because of that, um, I want to say the XG was basically um, like less than 5%, right? Because yeah. you're at such an angle. And you're out and, over 10 feet, yeah. Right. And so I was just thinking about this, like the sensitivity within... I, I would almost like for the scorekeepers, I don't know how it would affect the models, but for the scorekeepers to review shots within, say, like a certain boundary to be able to correct the shots because there's such a sensitivity within, say, 10 feet of the net for XG that, like, you can create, like, these very volatile changes from game to game or from shot to shot. Yeah, and, and yeah. Specifically, I will yeah. say that you're – you're well, so it's – shots within 5 feet are very rare. And actually, shots mm -hmm. within 10 feet are, are also a little bit rare. But you get kind of this spike up uh, around, like, the 6, 7, 8, 9 feet. It seems like where – that usually is where shots kind of, which makes sense if you think about it, because the goalie is naturally kind of, there's a bit of a, a bubble around the goalie just in general about where shots are able to come from because of the, the goalie's reach and how teams kind of box out the goal, you know goaltender and all that stuff. Um, also, you can't naturally really be in the crease anyway um, as a skater. But uh, like it seems like, yes, around uh, like six, seven, eight, nine feet is kind of where you see this big, Bump, and you're absolutely right. Is that there is a, a very uh, there? It's a very sensitive area, especially it, well, especially from an XG standpoint. If like say the difference between 12 feet and 8 feet, which might not look that much from kind of a bird's eye view, but from a modeling standpoint, like that, that's a big difference. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to think that because of the just the number of shots that it more or less kind of evens out, just kind of the you know what I mean. But like it, there are be well over time, it definitely yes. does. But it's it's almost like when you watch the game and you use like the live game stuff and if you want to use it to be able to sort of describe what's happening etc yeah. like especially because those are easy ones to pick out and there's like another one with like aj greer uh that i noticed that was like severely off like what again, game was like this he, his shot was was this at carolina this is saturday's game between the bruins and the capitals on oh. abc oh okay that was uh, oh two days ago okay Let's check the shot yeah. charts. Let's see if it updated when I when I when we re, when we ran. It did it not data. update it because because that is another thing, um, right? That sometimes they they make changes and they update things after yes, the game. Yes, they. We, it is still showing as basically yeah straight out from the top of the crease, nine point eight feet. Um, right. Whereas in reality, this was in the crease nine inches away. And so like, there's just this very strong deviation. And there was like a Marshawn shot that was um, recorded correctly, like literally from inside yeah, the crease. I, I see that. That had a 52%. Uh, uh, Kuznetsov, that was funny. If you go back and watch that <laughs> shot attempt, like Kuznetsov literally just clears the way for Marshawn to come on in. <laughs> and I think like, it, it's always been of who picking out of like who's bad defensively uh between kuznetsov and ovechkin i think that used to <laughs> yes. be like a conversation that <laughs> yeah, was happening yeah. right because they played so much together and i think like the answer really is that they both are terrible yeah. defensively yes but like kuznetsov it's definitely the the worst like that that was and it was just so funny to see uh, <laughs> that particular play where I, yeah. literally he just moves away from Marshawn as Marshawn is coming towards well, it's, <laughs> this it's really funny so if you there this is very much we've talked about this before but this the the I used to call it the Phil Kessel like that was in my head was the the you know but Ovechkin is really also that kind of player McDavid Kane. is Kane there's a lot of these players but I was watching uh Tage uh I was watching Tage recently and he is one of those players that if you actually watch him when he's not when he's not with the puck 
um, he kind of like avoids defensive. Like he just like it's a similar thing where it's just like he really isn't good defensively. But it's like also it's like he's not trying. So it's it's a little bit different. It's like well, what's the role? Like what is the coach asking you to do? You know, what's the system? Like some players just are naturally they just avoid defensive situations or they're just trying to kind of almost cherry pick for offensive opportunities, which is, I, I'm not going to say that's what it is uh, Tage's, but I, it reminds me of like when I was like specifically scouting Tage Thompson, uh, watching his defensive play. And Tage has some really good defensive habits though. It's like the difference like, yeah. where I don't think he's really that bad because well, let's, I, check, there's let's certain, go to the scoreboard. Take, here. take <laughs> like, um, if you try to get the puck away from Tage Thompson, and let's say you're successfully able to separate Tage Thompson from the puck, where the puck doesn't go far, he does a really good job of say stopping on, stopping where he is instead of flying through. Yeah, and retrieving <laughs> the puck on you, and because he has such a reach, like he could do these. Well, things. that's what I would say. He's got and a ten foot reach, uh, so if you take the puck from him, well, he's gonna just get it back. He from you. Well, that's the thing. That is the thing. Like I get it, where when you have like the size of a player like Tage Thompson where like the project sometimes is worth it because when it does work out like it does for him, like he has the size and the physical ability to be an elite player. Yeah. And it seems as though he's putting it together. Yeah. At least in this point in time. Yeah. But and I, some yeah. of it is literally just because you try to take the puck away from him and you can't <laughs> like, even if you separate him for a second, like his habits there. on it and then his physical strength, they, it it's just incredible. There are some there are some players that you watch and you don't realize how tall they are. Sometimes, like I was watching like Buffalo, and it's like Owen Power is he, Owen Power is a tall dude, but I don't notice it necessarily. And I'm not saying this is good or bad, but you watch Tage Thompson, he looks like he's 11 feet tall out there because <laughs> he just like has this long stick, and he's just I don't know if it's his stride or what it is, but well, he just kind of um, like even Victor Hedman is like six five, yeah. right? And Victor Hedman, I don't even notice how how tall he is, but it's you just, same thing with Tyler Myers. I mean, I know we're talking about Tyler Myers a lot, but Tyler <laughs> Myers looks really tall. Yeah, it's he that, look. I mean, he's six eight, right? He's got the neck though, right? He, Tyler it's Myers, the neck, yeah. 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 But maybe that's and Tage kind of has a neck on him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a neck. on Yeah, him, I but think. anyway, it it is funny though because <laughs> to, to like because it's just the difference because like watching Tage Thompson when he has the puck is like. Oh man, this guy is like really so good. Like someone, holy shit, yeah, where did that come from? And someone you, who had, yeah, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, bro. If you were, oh no, but then it's like when you watch him kind of in the defensive zone. It's similar to when like watching like Patrick Kane in the defensive zone. I'm not saying that, but like I have watched Patrick Kane in the defensive zone many a time, and well, not <laughs> not not what like I, that much. I, but when my biggest hobbies is watching Patrick Kane yeah, in the defensive he, zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's kind of like you know, there's it's. There are players that are just kind of like, you know, they're waiting around for the other players to kind of do things, you know. And, and certain just, players just, can get – like Patrick Kane and Ovechkin can kind of get away – or they – so Patrick Kane five years ago could get away with it because of how good he was offensively. And Ovechkin has always kind of been able to because they can make up for that. McDavid is another one. Drysaddle is another one who just like clearly like sometimes just like don't – they don't do the defense, right? They're just like, I'm not here to do defense. I'm going to go and generate offense. The rest of the team can deal with the d defensive aspects and comes and goes a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how we got on. Oh, uh, you were talking about Kuznetsov and uh, his oh, yeah. defensive play. But um, <laughs> Kuznetsov is another one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. he's He was, I think, in our – I want to say in our, our GAR write-up that he we, we talked about him in the philosophy of building the GAR model, I think. I could be wrong. He may have come up as the uh, – well, yeah, it's just uh, like di difference in goals for versus XG for 
generation or prevention. I can't. No one can deny his skill. No, his skill is no unreal. No. Yeah. Well, speaking of, and I don't know, Luca, you you look like you had just searched something, but um, oh, I was just looking at Tage Thompson's player card on our site. Yeah, it's, it's really silly. <laughs> it's like just really funny. It's like he has a ninety-seven overall rating. 99 offense, four defense. <laughs> it's just blue and red. It's the dry sidle, which is kind of one of the that was well. Well, that was I had the tweet about the the like Mackenzie Weger this season is the exact oh, yeah. opposite. I was joking yep. about how Mackenzie Weger is who the Sabers need to go get to have the perfect like yin and yang of 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 hockey players in because Mackenzie Weger is I think he's leading the league in like X guard in EDD, yeah I think he is uh, X guard. He was on my fantasy team and I had to drop him because and it it pained me. Because his uh, his underlying numbers are so good and his defensive numbers are so good, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, he uh, he's having an absolute yeah. It's 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 the he's a sixty four overall rating with five offense and ninety nine defense. <laughs> That's what we have for Mackenzie Weger. Um, yeah. Also, surprisingly, uh, Ekholm Matthias Ekholm is having a very. Good... I was gonna say he's having, and then Brendan Dillon too yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't Dillon? I feel like Dillon had a couple good good seasons with uh, the. Sh- Sharks, right? Yeah. Like back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he was well, I guess he was always Well, sol- also Josh always- discovered well, another thing we could talk about is the the Josh discovered that player for uh Huso oh, yeah. uh for the Coyotes. Uh, uh what's his Yeah, wow, shit. What was his name? I so yeah. Huso for the Coyotes? Uh U yeah. and or J U U S O. He's a I'm assuming oh, he's Finnish. Uh, but, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh, I don't want all-time defensive leaders. What about what about him? Uh, he's having a really good defensive year. I was joking that he needs to slow down for the Coyotes. Um, this is one of my. Oh, I, yeah, he's doing too much. Yeah, he's doing too much. Yeah, Valamaki. Um, so I. This is one of my favorite pastimes. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, sometimes you know Luke and I. Even though we run a site, we don't know every player in the league. Um, unlike Sean, who knows everyone. Yeah, Luke Sean and I knows don't, every I player. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, occasionally, I like to like just look at our leaderboards or look at like some players that I don't know much about, or specifically in this case, have never heard of before, um, and then just like kind of tweet about them or point them out. And I guess Balamaki was a, a previous, I think, a Flames prospect um, that was uh, traded. I don't remember when. He's been very good for the Coyotes. Wasn't he put on waivers? Yeah, maybe. Actually, that may have been it. Yuso. Here, I got the pronunciation guide up. Yuso Balamaki. Yeah, Balamaki. Yuso. Uh. You know who that is, Sean? He's, yes, I do know who it is. <laughs> He's distracted by the bean pot. <laughs> the bean pot's on his Yeah, team. I'm not a big Harvard guy. His I'm fa- not a big Northeastern guy either. His so. favorite team, uh, we were at a bar that this weekend in Minnesota, Wisconsin was on, and I was watching a little bit of college hockey. Uh, I think Wisconsin won, didn't they? I think so. The Gophers, I think, were Dude, first. They lost, to the, they lost to the Badgers? I think, <laughs> I think so. so. I, I'm so pretty sure it was you. Uh, is it? Was it? It just said Minnesota again. I don't know college hockey at all, so I'm, I'm assuming, assuming this is just the University of Minnesota. Well, yes, yeah. they've, they they did play the Badgers. They're one. Week, are they? Sure. Were they the one rank right now? I think um, they are. I don't know what rank they exactly are. I actually haven't watched college hockey well um, outside the bean pot in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, but they are a good team this year. Um, anyway, was, so we were Fox- Minnesota Duluth women's is wicked. I don't know if you guys. Follow them either, but no, I don't. Again, I don't. I, mean, I don't I watch don't. the the college. Uh, can we talk about Adam Fox too? How is Adam Fox so good? That's that's one thing. We're I not going to talk about Adam. Is Fox. he better than Brandon Carlo though? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, hold on. I, just, we, Josh, I still have like the X X uh, expected um, even strength defense uh, sorted. Oh yeah, 
and so he's he's Carlo's number up four there. on the list. Yeah, so above Nick Sealer. Yeah, above Nick Sealer. Sealer's number five. Tortorella was the Nick Sealer whisperer. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Sorry, what were you saying? Through, I was saying you didn't finish your point about how one of your favorite pastimes. Oh yeah, no, I kind of did. One of my favorite pastimes is is tweeting about players who are doing. Rem Pitlick. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, that's that was Luke's. that's Luke's <laughs> that was favorite. a little. Uh, I, I shot the, what shot from the hip a little bit there. The, the number of times <laughs> that I tweet about a player that has some backstory that I don't know about, uh, and then people then respond about it, and I learn about something. It's a fun, fun little pastime. Just like send a tweet out. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, I learned that I guess that Cal- Calgary Flames or Calgary fans. Also, we were talking about Philip Gustafson. Yeah, and I forgot like that. Center, there were a lot of Senators fans who didn't like that they traded him, and now Gustafson's having a really solid season for the Wild. Yeah, um, well, I joked, and I actually don't know how far off I am about that. Gustafson might be the greatest Wild goaltender of all time. Uh, <laughs> and he's no, only, that's it's probably not true. Well, Josh Harding was had a very good season, I believe, uh, before he unfortunately um, had to retire because of MS, and then. Uh, Backstrom, Backstrom was solid. Like yeah, back Backstrom in, was good. Backstrom the early years of the Wild, good, good he was season. he was good. Uh, I guess there's the pre 2007 Wild. Yeah, and like that Dwayne, we can't uh, really. Rollison but and, it's funny to see um, the Wild extended Mark Andre Fleury for two years, and then Philip Gustafson is kind of taking over the starting role uh, for the Wild, who are yeah. I mean, I don't know what the score is right now. I think it was zero zero. Sean, tell me you got you got the games up right. I do uh, not. It's zero zero at the end of one for the bat the bu- battle of the bubble. Yeah, as we're calling the Minnesota Florida game uh, tonight. Um, what, there was Arizona's one. up without Chikrin. Like one has to be wondering what Chikrin's value is if the Coyotes <laughs> are winning without him. What's Vamelka's value really? If uh, if they yeah, uh, why aren't the Coyotes trading Vamelka? Because he's probably like their goaltender of the. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, uh, they're gonna. I mean, they need to hit the cap floor, right? Yeah. What's his contract? I don't know. Uh, doesn't no. matter. Yeah, I, I don't. Are know. they going to be? What is their? Well, no. Doesn't. I'm trying to think the lowest salary. Cap, which which team has the lowest salary in the league? I can't think of it. Oh, it's got to be Coyotes. It's always the Coyotes, isn't it? I don't know. You mean What's, the least amount of the like, least amount of money on their payroll right now? It's the now. Sabers. Yeah, I thought it was oh, the Sabers. That's yeah. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> and um, then the Coyotes. Yeah. And then the Ducks. Hold on. There was one other thing that I I prepped for that I was we were talking. Oh, Horvat. We didn't talk about the Horvat contract. Oh yeah, okay. You, talk about the Horvat. Well, Borhovic signed a contract. All right, cool. We we're done. We got it. Uh, no, he uh, he re up with the Islanders after the trade, which are we've already talked about. But I thought it was interesting. I just did a quick look at some comps for um, for Horvat's because uh, we don't have his projection. Handy. We don't have his projection. Uh, we joked that uh, the that players need to stop signing contracts in season because there's not going to be any contracts to project uh, this coming off season, uh, which is just a. It's a bad joke on to say. <laughs> so here's a funny behind insider look into the production of this is that Josh and I noticed that Sean laughs at us a lot. He just doesn't make any noise when he laughs at us. <laughs> so like right now he's smiling and like laughing and we're funny and he's laughing <laughs> and he doesn't actually laugh on the mic so you don't know that he's laughing at us but he does think we're funny. Yeah, That's Sean, the- Sean, uh, Sean thinks we're very funny <laughs> and if you could see it, he laughs at us all the time. He just doesn't make a noise. So yeah. uh, just uh, you just want to throw that out there. Yeah, so he's not some heartless, you know. Uh, yeah, no- Sean, Sean does have a sense of humor. Yeah, he's laughing right now and you can't hear him. He yeah. just makes no noise when he laughs. I guess. <laughs> anyway, we have our silly, goofy laughs that we uh, do on. Yeah. Anyway. We we used to get uh, people could. I have a very resonant voice, uh, as pe- maybe people have noticed. But uh, 
we went to the same school in college, and it was a small university, and people would hear us from across campus, like, laughing, and they could hear us, like, for a long time. Uh, so I don't totally believe that. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a loud. We're we're a bit loud. Anyway, Horvat signed an eight point five million dollar deal, uh, eight what, years, eight years, yeah, uh, with the Islanders. Thank you, Luke, for for you mm-hmm. know for filling in that that yep. detail. Um, it starts next season. Uh, I was and, just guessing. I was assuming they didn't sign number seven. <laughs> they but, didn't okay. sign number seven. Although some teams do have been signing players oddly for seven years when they didn't need to. Um, so you I'm mean not when they could have signed Max yes, Turn. When they could have signed Max yeah. Turn, they went. So there's probably some CBA thing I'm not in, <laughs> anticipating, but um, which puts his salary cap at about ten point. It's a little over ten point three percent because the current cap. I guess uh, it, we'll figure it in. It might be a little lower if the cap increases next season, which it probably will. So it might be more like ten point two. Have they reported an increase? Is it th- just going to be one million? I think it's supposed million? to be eighty three five. I think it's supposed to go up a million. That's like the most recent story. I'm pretty sure, and I will be double checking that when we redo the contract projection Obviously. model in about a month. Which sidetrack? I, I tweeted this, but we will have uh, the contracts for projections for the upcoming offseason will be available late April, early May. That's, After the first round of the yeah, playoffs, we usually. Uh, um, I'm going to put a pin in that. We will discuss it after I just quickly cover cover okay. the Bo Horvat deal. Uh, so that puts him in the range of, uh, yeah. So Horvat signed, uh, I think it was last week, and uh, he signed for a ten point, about 10.3%, which is a pretty common. It's uh, There's actually a pretty, um, like, a, a decent chunk of players who sign right around that percentage. Um, sometimes you get these weird contracts where, like, there's no one in, like, a range for some reason that I just think there's never been a – there's not really precedent for signing, like, a certain percentage. But 10.3, somewhere in the 10.10% to 10.5% is a very common um, percent, like, a uh, percentage for, for players to sign in. Um, and I think just kind of eyeballing this, the most – like, Horvat has, I think, weighted – for recency, about an average of like 32 goals, like kind of a weighted average of the prior three years, if we prorate as well. Um, so of the players that are kind of around there, I found like the maybe the, the one of the most similar contracts uh, was actually Kuznetsov uh, in terms of just overall points. Uh, his his contract that he signed with Washington back in 2017, but the most recent Philip Forsberg deal also is a very uh, seems like a very similar comp, or I guess a comp for the deal as well. So there were some interesting, uh, I think. Um, Aho as well. I guess uh, you, you can go and look at the actual kind of comparisons. Uh, but I, I think the of the players that have signed recently, um, Forsberg, you, the Forsberg deal is seems like the most recent cop. For, are you taking like age into consideration too? Yeah, and this is players signing. Uh, I believe Horvat's twenty seven right now, so signing like between twenty six and twenty eight years old. Um, so these are the you know. So there's actually. I mean, it's a pretty. It's a pretty like uh, like. I don't know, big group of uh, players, more or less, who kind of sign around this time. Um, and then, I don't know, you could, I think, in, of those, Kuznetsov, Forsberg, uh, Zibanejad's deal from 2021 as well is a is a is kind of a similar comp. And then Brad Richards with the uh, Rangers <laughs> in 2011, uh, which I Brad think is, is that the that, infamous one that is like kind of was bought out forever? No, um, I think that's <clears throat> Mike. I can never remember. There's a, there's a specific Richards that Cap Friendly has. Uh, has like a twenty year buyout or something? Is it, I think it might back be, before with all this shenanigans before like the Parisi. It is. It's, thing. Sorry, it's Mike Richards who's yeah. retired. He has. Uh, you can go on his cap friendly page and he uh, has a, a terminated deal from that is currently still being paid out at five hundred thousand. Uh, it actually changes a little bit, but we're on year. Um, I don't even know nine. It's a seventeen year payout uh, <laughs> termination fees for the Kings that I think is charged against their cap. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Um, no, but. I think that was part of the free buyout. No, was that? So is they that had what? two free buyout. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Different Richards. Anyway, or maybe it was well because he had 
There's like um, his involved drugs now. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Oh no, it is dead cap. It is dead cap. Yeah, terminated penalty. Yeah. yeah. So I, it was something about, but that always shows up in the data when we are doing some stuff that I have to filter out because it, it doesn't really have anything to do with. Uh, anyway, so that's the Bo Horvat recap. Uh, you know, it's a. I think it's a pretty reasonable deal. We yeah. didn't have a projection for it, but um, it seems kind of in line with recent deals and. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of where, because we've had a decent number of players sign in season, like extensions, um, but there's still some big free agents that are open. So that bringing, taking the pin out and coming back to this old topic uh, that I just mentioned is that our uh, contract projections will likely be up like after the first round of the playoffs. That's usually when we do it. We, we've kicked around the idea of, of releasing the projections like for the coming off season, like in season, but I think it's, can be a little bit, uh, I don't know. We're dealing with real money, I guess, ultimately projecting like real uh, outcomes for certain for people, more or less. And so we like to just like I don't like to prorate a season um, when we do the projections, uh, which could potentially have, I don't know, ramifications down the line. So we they'll they'll be out in like, yeah, the probably the whenever this the first round of the playoffs are, are done, that's usually when we roll them out. Um, and yeah, we'll probably have well, you know, we'll cover them again. We'll have a lot more uh, coming up uh, in a couple months about that. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah, the Mike Richards situation, I just looked it up because I was uh, in June of 2015. The club had terminated Richards' contract um, after an incident at the U.S.-Canada border in which the Royal Canadian Mounted Police arrested Richards for possession of oxycodone, a controlled substance, without a prescription. And then they terminated. He had a 12-year, $69 million contract at the time that he was signed as the captain when he was the captain of the Flyers, had $22 million remaining on it. And then it announced, uh, And then in August of the same year, the NHLPA, the Players Association, filed a grievance on behalf of Richards to contest the termination. And then on October, in October of the same year, the Kings announced a settlement with Richards, making him a free agent. So they don't ex- explain why, but I'm assuming that it was determined that the termination was not... Um, valid or something it like wasn't a there wasn't a valid reason for i don't exactly know the rules for how players could be terminated and how contracts can be terminated and i that's just well a, you, usually it's it's a player and the team they're allowed to to agree yes. to terminate the contract which is like what most right, of but them you could have just cause to terminate yes. a contract yeah yes. so usually like we have like we look at uh terminate contracts and we it's well we do include them but for the vast majority there i'm trying to remember usually it's a lot of times it's like a player wants to go play in a different league or something so they can if both the player and the team can agree to terminate the contract i think that's within the clauses of the cba um, but then there's yeah just cause as well which I don't remember it doesn't happen very often but anyway now we're just rambling we should yes. we should uh, you know uh, I think we pretty much, we covered everything that we happened covered everything yeah everything miss- was covered well, we didn't cover the Dylan Cousins um, contract oh, oh yeah um, oh sorry Sabres know. fans uh, did you know he's from UConn yeah no. yeah I did I just he's from Whitehorse yeah from the UConn right yeah yeah no he's uh. I was looking Shout out at the GMC. Yeah. <laughs> well, he and then was it how much did he sign? Was it seven? It was seven five. Seven five. It was just so seven year seven. Seven year seven million. Yeah, that's so what that it was. was another t- one. And of, wasn't Tajay was seven years seven point one. Tajay. Seven point one. Seven one right? for for cousins. Right. Right. So so it was just below uh, Tajay. Yeah, it's a similar one. Uh, also kind of similar to Boldy, I think, right? Didn't he just sign for... Um, I should know this. but uh, th- Oh, Boldy's better. Uh, Boldy signed for slightly less. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Dylan Cousins is a solid player. 
Anyway, no, we're not going to talk about this. We've been talking for too long. I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll There's have to. We'll put a pin in it, and we'll we'll save it for next episode. We'll have an entire episode about the Sabers next. Yeah, next, that'll next be week. what the, the, yes. the episode yeah. is next season. Next, next episode, episode, we should maybe have Danny on because uh, I'm going to be in Seattle. Oh yeah, That'd be interesting. We're gonna have to talk about that. We'll talk about it. Maybe yeah. It may, it may, either either it'll be a remote episode. Well, these are always remote. It'll be Sean, a, a remote episode, <laughs> or B, B, it'll, it'll be, be twins, twins twins special. Twins special. Yeah, nobody likes the twins special. <laughs> last Everybody time. likes the twins special. We got we got roses sent to us. Yeah, we got People cards sent, in the mail. Thank you cards. Oh, eh? no, 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 not at all. Yeah, exactly. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sean, you'll find your address. Yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, that's it for this episode. I'll be heading out west to do some scouting um, for next week, a kid. I'm, but I'm going to Denver this weekend, and then uh, I'll be out in Seattle next week. And, uh, yeah, we inch closer and closer to trade deadline, and we'll see what the tanks really can give us come March. Like, I think that's what we're really anticipating here. Oh, yeah. So definitely a very exciting time. Glad to see everybody's refreshed and ready for the home stretch. Yeah, we're ready to go. Thanks, Sean. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll, thanks, Sean. We'll, we'll see if we see you in your normal Bruins room or if you're in Seattle next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Take it easy.